What up, what up, what up, y'all? It's your girl, Daughter of Contrast, here. Um, long time no talk, no post, I know. Um, I've been away for a while. We've been away, um, and I apologize for that. There's been a lot of shit that's been going on. Um, your girl got COVID for a bit, <laughs> as the world did. Um, and now, as things are starting to get slightly back to normal, um, we're back. And we'll be giving you at least one episode a month from now on. Um, happy Women's History Month. Happy belated Black History Month. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, your girl's older. Time has passed. Um, but what has not changed is uh, our want to talk about art, our um, viewing of art that has not stopped uh, over the pandemic. I've still been um, very much a consumer of visual art as always. Um, so my knowledge is continues to grow um, even with a little bit of a delay or a, um, a kind of hiatus, we'll say, um, away from the pod. But it's good to be back. It's good to be back in my closet studio. It's good to be back on the mic. My dog is currently on a walk with um, his grandmother. <laughs> um, so I could do some recording. Oh yeah, that too. I got a dog. Um, so I am now um, the mother of two fur babies. Marshall, as you all know, um, named after Carrie James Marshall is my cat. And now I have Wiley, who is named after Kehinde Wiley. Um, both are boys. That's why they're named after male painters. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's it, I guess, for me. Um, I'm still doing everything I've been doing, you know, teaching, teaching, lots of teaching. And um, yeah, so let's get into it. So this week, um, I'm covering a white wall review. Um, the whole team and I had the pleasure of going to see, going to the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum, where we got to view the work of Being Maholi, um, the work of uh, Sir Zenel Mahoney. They are a artist from Durban, South Africa, and um, they're a photographer and a visual activist. They did a whole, you really, museum takeover, which is super dope. Their work will be on view um, on the facade of the museum till June 7th. The portrait gallery, the gallery that they are taking over, the Hoster Gallery, um, will be on view till May 8th. And um, their additional gallery in the Femway Gallery will also be up until May 8th, I believe. So let's talk a little bit about their work and then we'll get into uh, the review I did with Edgar and Steph. Um, and then, yeah. So this is a beautiful show um, you all should see. Like I said, it's a full museum takeover by Maholi. They had they did a residency with the museum back in 2019 where they were able to produce quite a bit of work in the city of Boston, um, along with um, creating um, an amazing exhibition with work from their, their uh, shoots from really all around the world. Um, as if you are familiar with their work, they do a lot of self-portraits or self-presentations, as they call them. Um, one is on the facade of the um, Isabel Stewart Garner Museum. 
Um, this piece is really beautiful. It showcases the artist um, kind of in a almost a, a garden or forest of um, lots of leaves and floral um, and, and flowers. Um, and they are a bit in the background, but also the central figure. Um, if you know their work, you know the their play with contrast, their play with um, black and white as a beautiful strength in their work. Um, and this piece here, um, I am, it's, it's in um, their language, which is Issa Zulu. Um, and that's the name of the, the name of the piece is in the language. And I know I'm going to um, butcher it. So let's, let's hear me do that. <laughs> we got Kualamikil Moharlius. That was terrible definitely wrong anyways what it um what the piece <laughs> is translated into is it has appeared um so this piece is really about um the the being um i guess challenging eurocentric beauty standards and also understanding and examining the pol the politics of black bodies and how um, black folks have been exoticized and erased at the same time and how that is simultaneously possible. Um, so from the start, Moholy's intent is to really show queer visibility in their work. And it starts from the outside of the museum. Um, the Portraits as Resistance is the show in the Hoster Gallery. And um, this this is what primarily Steph and Edgar and I speak about. So I will leave that to us a little bit later. And what we did not go see then and what I had the pleasure of seeing alone um, was their uh, photographs in the Fenway Gallery. So their photographs in the Fenway Gallery show um, Moholy's work from their... Uh, their work from South Africa in, um, and showing uh, lesbians and other gay folks and queer folks and um, just, just the love and um, relationships of these people. And um, this is their work that's all of this, all of these, um, all of this photography is in color, which feels a little bit different from their, um, self-portraits the colors are beautiful um and it's just portraits of queer citizens and also um the landscapes that they were dealing with so not just the political and emotional landscapes that um queer black bodies have to deal with on a constant around the world but also showing the man-made and naturally made um landscapes that they're living in um, I think this is a beautiful series. And also, um, if you see the work, you'll notice that the, the way that the work is hung is um, very similar to the way that the work is hung in the galleries uh, next to these, next to the Fenway Gallery. So the two galleries alongside it, the Blue Room and um, I believe it's the Yellow Room, isn't it? Or I think so. Oh, just a blue room. Anyways, those two rooms um, have a very salon-style way of hanging, very much like most of the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. She had so much fucking work. She had a 
<laughs> she had to um, hang her work in salon style, which I mean, my my home is filled with salon style hanging. So I think it's beautiful. But um, I think it really works with um, this collection of work. Um, and it's also really nice to see some images that are really large and some that are on the smaller side that feel more intimate. Um, so that's a beautiful gallery to check out. Um, in addition to that, in both the Fenway Gallery as well as the, um, the Hoster Gallery, I always forget the name of that one, um, that the work of, um, Portia Alua is, um, there. They, um, she has two poems in the space that really, really connects with, um, Maholi's work and, they're really beautiful poems, as always. Portia never disappoints. So we have our own Poet Laureate in the museum as well. Um, and this work that Maholi has presented is a celebration of blackness, queerness, femininity, masculinity. Um, it's, it's, it's a beautiful show. Um, I think it's a beautiful way to celebrate Women's History Month, celebrate, you know, blackness. Um, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous show. So, for sure, check it out. And now let's get into uh, Edgar and Steph and I's opinions about it all. We'll be back. All right. What up, what up, what up, y'all? We're hey, here hey. for a white wall review with the crew. <laughs> I'm excited. Minus um, Vaughn. Yeah, minus Vaughn. We have Steph and Edgar here. <laughs> Uh, Edgar here, so we're excited about um, being able to chat about the latest show we got to see. We went to the Isabella, Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum to see Being Maholi, Portraits of Resistance. Um, and we got to see the work of Sir Zanelli Maholi, um, born in Durban, South Africa. And uh, they use they, them pronouns, and uh, they document... South Africans, Black, LGBTQIA plus community. But this was a little bit of a different show. Um, it wasn't, there was still some of their work that we see and know. Um, but I was really surprised by some of the work. So we'll start with just talking about their photography because that's what you kind of open to when you enter that space. Um, there's strong contrast, which you know your girl loves. Um, <laughs> And it's a really beautiful show when you just look at how they play with skin tone, their own skin tone, them as portrait. Um, they're that, you know, the model. So that also gives you kind of different experience with the work, knowing the, the artist is kind of looking right back at you. Um, so what were your first thoughts when you walked into the space? I was like, I loved it. Like as soon as you walk in, I immediately it was just very like striking mm -hmm. I think what I really enjoyed about the photography is like such a like deep contrast you know like the black and white so you know the eyes I think were like the most piercing part of the photography which I really mm -hmm. enjoyed um I also really appreciated um Maholi's like um uh 
I guess how do I, sorry I'm like getting tongue-tied no, like in the way that they that they use like um the environmental issues right mm-hmm. and like using all these different objects that they that they wanted to like express during COVID I think I was reading so I thought that was I really appreciated that as well um but I I loved the the photography and in the poem I love the poem that was my favorite part so the poem was by Portia Alua, who is our Boston Poet Laureate um and it was super dope to, again, have their work involved in the piece. And we'll definitely link that in the show notes for folks to be able to hear. But it's so cool that she's able to, you know, do these collaborations with the artists in these really interesting ways. And um, museums are really working with her a lot. And I love that. Um, so big ups to Portia for that poem. Super dope. Edgar, how do you feel about it? I really, I really liked it. I think there's there's something about the way she uses the contrast where it's almost like the black was saturated to the point where it, like it popped. And I feel like you don't usually think of the color black as like popping off the page. Mm-hmm. Usually you think of like colors like pink or red like really really deep and vibrant colors but in this exhibit they like they're they're black the the skin the skin basically was like popping off the the screen Mm -hmm. and I really like that effect yeah even I remember particularly I was speaking with Vaughn when we were looking at an image but there is an image with Molly is I believe they do darken their skin to some degree in these photographs I'm not completely sure I have seen you know video of them speaking and the the contrast isn't quite there so I'm not sure if it is a effect that they're doing I'm not a photographer so I'm not quite sure um but there is obviously a strong contrast that we're we keep um Uh, referring to but what I find particularly beautiful and I think Vaughn agrees with and what she was trying to point out was there's an image on the full wall of photography um, of portraits of them and there is an image of them with a black background and the black background is sharp but their skin is even like darker and sharper and richer it's like you can tell the difference from the richness of their skin versus the blackness of the the background. And there's not that much of a difference, but there's still an ability that it pops out, um, which was gorgeous. And like we're saying, like, they made black pop. <laughs> so um, yeah. that's that's definitely a magic power that they have. Um, in addition to their portraits and the poetry that we got to see, we also um, saw portraits of the um, queer community of South Africa as well. There's this beautiful series of four trans people um, just being out. And like, I guess I shouldn't say trans, just say queer because they're, uh, it's not quite sure what they identify as, but they're definitely on the gender spectrum, like not sure what's like, but it's, it's gorgeous the way it's shot. Um, So those four portraits are gorgeous. And then in the center, there's a beautiful, beautiful, bronze statue um of Maholi uh it's a it's a bust so it's from the shoulders up it's a recreation of a photograph that they created of themselves 
I don't know the process of how this was created because I read the plaques. I heard other folks talking that apparently there's three of them in existence. Um, and I don't know Maholi as a sculptor. <laughs> um, we featured them as a tag way back when. And I, I've never seen their sculpture work. And we'll get to some other things I've never seen of them either. But I understand very much like a Hindi Wiley who doesn't touch sculpture much and somehow puts his name on his sculpture. <laughs> Smoly did the same. Um, I will do some more background research and I'll fill that in like right here. Um, <laughs> if I find anything. <laughs> um, but I am very curious like how and who produced that work. Um, and again, after this recording, we will I will add a little bit, but um that was very surprising to me. The work is very striking. It's a gorgeous sculpture, but I'm just very curious on like the production and how it was made. As a sculptor myself, you know, I'm always curious about that type of stuff, especially because of the the realism of that piece clearly shows that someone who has had a long time either sculpting or I'm questioning if this was digitally made. I think there might have been a scan of Maholi, a three-dimensional scan of Maholi, and maybe that was three-dimensionally printed with bronze or something or other. I have questions. I don't know if you all had the same questions. <laughs> all right, I did figure out or I asked some questions about how Maholi was able to make their sculpture in um, the Hofstra Gallery. So apparently it was made by a 3D scan of them in their pose and then that scan was 3d printed into i believe a wax and then made into a cast and then um made into bronze so i know i did question them and it's not that i it's not that i question their abilities but it's just you know someone who's been sculpting for whew, a decade now <laughs> i just was like what when i saw that sculpture and i was like i've never seen them sculpt in my life <laughs> Or seen a sculpture from them in my life. Um, so it it is um, really interesting to understand the different processes that different artists take when they want to create sculpture in their work. Um, but I do think it's an excellent um, part of the gallery series. So let's get back to our topic. I mean, I was very like, um, I mean, I, I wasn't aware that either that they um, like did sculpt, sculpt, how would you say that? Like sculpting? Our sculptors. Sculpt yeah. Sculptors, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was very realistic. Um, mm -hmm. you, you know, like the features on the face, I mean, and it just coincided so well with the photography. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd be curious to also know like their process and making that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, for me, it, I mean, I was surprised that they did more than photography. Mm -hmm. So when we got in, there was that sculpture. I was very pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, this, like I came in expecting it to just be a photography, photography exhibition. And it was mm -hmm. more than that. And I expected it to be exclusively in black and white. And what we were introduced to, what we're uh, alluding to, is that there's also paintings involved and very large scale paintings that we got to see of their work. Um, did not know they painted. <laughs> I, 
I feel like this is a nice like exposure. You're like, oh my goodness, like they do so much. Um, and we actually got to talk to one of the guards at the show, and um, they're really great about like just wanting to talk about how they feel about the work. Um, and he might be featured on the show soon. You know, most most artists, of, I mean, most uh, guards at art um, museums are tend to be artists. That tends to be. Um, why not? Who wouldn't want to just who are the people that want to hang out with art that long? Obviously artists. <laughs> yeah, um, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. They're the only ones that are going to appreciate looking at a painting for almost 12 hours, you know. <laughs> um, but he said something very interesting that I I really I thought about after looking at about looking at them, the paintings, for instance. And they're they're large. They're about, I would say like six feet by four feet canvases. Um, and they mentioned like the child's like ability of the or the child's like kind of nature of the paint and how they apply the paint onto um the canvas and I think I was speaking to you Edgar, when I was like do you think they're projecting their images onto the canvas and then painting the outline because again there was that hyper realism in the sense that everything was right and everything was in the right spot but still there's this kind of uncanny valley about them because they just didn't feel like someone who has painted a long time made them. <laughs> mm. See, that's the thing. Cause I don't know. Cause even for me, I, I completely agree that I have that like childlike nature to it. But at the same time, if it was a projection, I feel like maybe it would be more perfect. Mm. But at the same time, I don't think they were going for that perfection. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's kind of between that perfection, but also like that imperfection place. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of just like bridging that gap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like like we keep saying, it's a beautiful show and there's lots yeah. of um, community community engagement around it. Um there is also uh, the work of the community engagement project and there's the art on the wall that is um, right next to the like studio spaces over there. And um, there are images of um, black and brown women and uh, folks who um, are in the art industry and locally and it was organized by Ariel Gray and photographed by OJ Slaughter. Um, some of the artists on this list we've got to interview which is dope including Ariel Gray and OJ Slaughter. So um, that show this project is held um, oh, a panel discussion will be held tomorrow. <laughs> actually but there will be a panel discussion there when you can watch it um because i believe there will be ways for you to see it in other ways but yeah there's a lot of community engagement with this work so that should hopefully bring more people in i do want to point and make a point oh and also there is a beautiful large um photograph of um moholi uh, on the facade of the Isabella Stewart Garden Museum, which I found very interesting because usually the the artwork on the inside and the person who takes over the facade are usually different. Um, so it is nice that they got kind of like the whole thing. Um, so good on them. 
And um, I do want to say this is the artist. This is the work of a black queer person. And um, unfortunately, they're not getting the same, I would say, foot traffic that I saw in the last exhibition. Um, for some reason, white folks love to flock to see old white men's art that are dead. Um, <laughs> it's like this whole museum is full of dead people's art. Like, why is this new? Um, but the last exhibition, um, Titian got a lot of uh, a lot of hype. There was lo like a long ass line out the door to see it. And I never got to see it because of how long the line was every time I went. And I go to this museum quite often. Um, so that was weird. And uh, there was no line. Like, it's so funny when me and Edgar got into the space, we like saw a line and we were like, oh, we, we must be going in that line because clearly <laughs> everyone's here to see the Holy's work. <laughs> like, and then we realized we were like, oh, wait, I don't think we're in the right spot. <laughs> Wrong side. <laughs> yeah. But any yeah. final thoughts about what you thought about the show? Um, uh, you guys didn't mention the interactive art. That oh. was like in the back by yes, the window. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, I thought I I really I love love things that interact with like whether it's an artist with like, you know, the public or anything where it's like interactive. Mm -hmm. um, so I really appreciated that, you know, you kind of like were maybe expect at least I was expecting to see more art. And then Me all too. of a sudden you see like this huge wall, white wall. Mm -hmm. And the question was, um, I have it here somewhere. Hold on. I took a picture of it. Good. Cause I definitely uh, yeah. forgot the question. Yeah. <laughs> it says, <laughs> what is it? What does it mean to simply be? Um, and then they have like these a bunch of markers that are just hanging like off this wall and people just mm -hmm. write. Um, and it was just really interesting. I loved, I just kind of like sit there just like like reading all these different things. Um, some of them were funny, some of them were serious, but I really enjoyed like also kind of seeing how people like interacted with that. So I appreciated mm -hmm. that as part of the exhibit. My one technical comment about that, I do love it. Think it's great her interaction, but I did try to participate. And because of the way that the markers are hung, it's impossible to fill up the white space. Like they made it so like, I was like trying to dig my arm down. I was like, but if I could just, if I could just like twist my, my wrist in a certain way, maybe I could get this one angle and write it down. But it's like, everyone took up the good spots. And like, after that, you yeah. couldn't fill up the empty ones. They need to like- you know if people weren't so quick to just like take pens and markers, yeah. cause like I love a good pen, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, if people weren't so quick to take things like that, I'm pretty sure they probably would have left maybe like a cup or something, but it's so hard know. to monitor people. Yeah. And it's like, also hard when things. you're in a gallery space, you're not supposed right. to have markers. Like, I mean, they, well, that's why they probably yeah. also yeah. have it there too, you know? So that they were sharp. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But they, yeah. yeah, you're right. They probably could have like maybe even had some like that were attached to the bottom of it, you mm -hmm. know, so that you could write and stuff. But yeah, um, or having like some coiled like string yeah. or something that could something stretch, that stretched but... different. That's my only yeah. technical um, disagreement <laughs> with it. But I also I loved that part and I did participate. But I had to like write mine in between two people's things, and it was like really hard to fit everything. And yeah. And my, yeah, my handwriting got really ugly at the end because I was like holding the pen at a really weird angle. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, Edgar, how do you feel about the show? So I did love it. And there was one painting that I keep on thinking about because I think it was, I don't know if it's pronounced Somile or Somil, where um, there was kind of etchings 
or like markings in kind of like a crown sort of thing Mm -hmm. and my first thought was this is not just some kind of marking and then I started thinking about like what if it was Amharic and then that kind of made me think about like oh like what is the theme of this exhibition which was to highlight like blackness basically and so when I thought about it that way I was like okay if it's Amharic that makes sense because Ethiopia is seen very highly in the black community because they were one of the first civilizations period Mm -hmm. and so that was like if that is true that's very like that's very very incredible and it also matches with I believe there was another uh, portrait where she was where where they were wearing uh, it kind of looked like a pharaoh almost but it was the the crown was in black as well so it fit with the the whole exhibition but it highlighted also that like Egypt and Ethiopia kind of fits the theme of the whole show mm-hmm. and I thought that was great yeah there's clearly a lot of research that Moholy does in their work yeah. like it's not just a little snapshot they just like decide to set up some <laughs> some like uh little trinkets and like put on some makeup and they're like let's take the fat ass like it's not that at all there's a lot of research and I really appreciate um the resources that they wanted in their show they have a list of like just um a glossary that you find at the front of the show that just lists all of the words and how you can define these words and like they're even open with just saying like this is how I know of how to define these words like they you know like they're very thoughtful um you know thinking about things like pronouns and talking about you know what a transgender person is what you know all of these things that are um really helpful for someone who may not have (laughs) much knowledge about um the lgbtq uh ia plus community um and i think they're they're really opening it up so no one has an excuse and um, I want this show to be just as poppin as the last show, and I'll end it here because Maholi, um, with this like little quote that you know, the gardener points out, but um, Maholi makes space for Black and LGBTQIA people to simply be. So check out the show if you simply be, and you want to see others that simply be. So I guess that's a good recommendation on Hagrone's part. <laughs> We love the show. Go see it. Yeah. All right. So Molly's not the only black artist in the um, museum this this uh, these couple months. Um, we also have the work of OJ Slaughter and Ariel Gray, who are both um, amazing black queer artists. Um, and they um, have put together a collection of photographs Um of also other black queer um, folks um, or just femme queer folks, I should say. Um, and they're definitely, there's definitely a correlation, obviously, with the, the collection of these folks and the collection of Maholi's work 
and their celebration of their queer community um, in South Africa. And this is very much a celebration of the queer community in um, Boston. And um, there is amazing um, folks that are on view here from, you know, interdisciplinary artists and scholars to um, executive directors of, you know, transgender emergency funds and community curators, music artists and models, photographers, artists and community activists, um, some of which we've had on the show. So this is definitely something to check out. Um, I really appreciate the museum's um, want and start to push forward in including more black and brown local folks, um, particularly the local folks that have been here all their lives. Good for them for, you know, growing up with this museum and then being able to um, have your work in it. That's really dope. Um, and, you know, as I know I did complain a bit that, yes, it's not getting nearly as much love as like the other shows that they might have shown in the past. And maybe that will change, um, especially as I I do like to people watch in galleries quite a bit. So it is interesting to see how cis straight white men react to the work of uh, queer black people um, and just seeing their their relationship with the work. Um, this museum is seen as a fairly traditional one, so it's really nice to see the work of a very non-traditional artivist um, and their work being able to have this space. And what's so important about Moholi's work is that they really they really want their work to be in these kind of white spaces so they are um this this big um i guess aspect of the show or the another layer of the show is the the contrast of their work in comparison in comparison to um the work that isabella has bought over um the many decades she was alive so overall the show is beautiful check it out not only for the work of maholi but for the work of many um local artists we love to see it so check out the isabel stewart garden museum um the work will be up until may 8th um it's a dope show and um as the weather's getting nicer the courtyards um look beautiful and you know their outdoor spaces are going to be opening soon so make a day of it um they're going to start having their late nights on Thursdays again, which would be fun. Um, so, yeah, get out there, folks. I know a lot of us are still cautious about how um, to be social again. Um, some of us need reminders about how to do social interactions, um, myself kind of included. Um, so <laughs> get out there, get your practice, um, and we'll catch you all by next month, but probably before then. All right. Peace.